the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Maxine Waters. I don't even know why he wants to come and give the State of the Union. Uh, The State of the Union under him has not been good. And he has been divisive. And I think he's putting us all in harm's way. And so he's not worthy of being listened to. I don't know why anybody want to pay attention to anything that he has to say. He lies over and over again. Like I said, 6,000 lies have been documented since he's been there. I just can't imagine what he's going to try and say. But since he is a great liar, he'll say anything. Uh, because he's capable of saying anything without facts, without research. And so I'm not looking forward to his State of the Union. And I hope that people will turn the television off. Isn't that nice? Keep in mind that the uh, that the president is expected to talk about unifying the country in his uh, State of the Union speech tonight. Now, I don't know about you, but when Nancy Pelosi called off a couple of weeks, called it off a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was glad. The whole exercise has almost reached, I don't know, parity level with the president. You know, he delivers a line. Uh, Mike Pence sitting behind him applauding and Nancy Pelosi sitting still and not applauding and, and maybe adjusting her dentures uh, sitting back there. You'll be seeing a lot <laughs> seeing a lot of that tonight. That'll be really, uh, really pleasant to watch that. Uh, every couple of minutes, the Republicans will stand. The Democrats will stay seated. I've been trying to think if there's anything Trump can say tonight that'll get the Democrats to stand. It's kind of hard. I don't know. Uh, the Penguins play tonight. Uh, pretty good chance I'll be watching the Penguins when the speech starts at 9 o'clock. I guess you have a choice, or I have a choice, uh, and I guess you have the same one if you want, of watching the Penguins and catching the highlights of the speech or watching the speech and catching the highlights of the third period of the hockey game. I'll let you know what I decided tomorrow. Um, but I think the speech will be a, a, a uh, lot more predictable than the hockey game. And the president invited a kid named Joshua Trump to the speech. Now, this kid was being uh, bullied in school because of his last name. And I guess it's kind of cool that the president would invite him. It'll be great for the kid and all that. But it may also be a little nauseating that a kid being bullied in school because he has the same name as the president somehow made national news and got the president's attention. I mean, were kids named Nixon? Getting bullied back in 1973? Maybe, I guess. But, you know, it didn't make news anywhere outside of, what, the school building. Uh, the kids in the sixth grade, and I don't know how serious the bullying was. You know, I mean, if he was, it was really bad. You obviously don't want that. But, um, but I do know that when my grandson was in the sixth grade, he was told that telling another kid to shut up was bullying. That's bullying. Uh, and there's a chance that the kids uh, have been convinced because of the hysteria over bullying that it's the end of the world if they happen to be bullied. Or maybe if another kid, you know, tells them to shut up. All you need to know is that bullying, you know, something that's been around for a couple of thousand years, has now made it into the State of the Union address in the United States of America. A kid being bullied in school. Now, I'm trying to remember what it was like in the sixth grade. Uh, but I think if we were making fun of a kid for having the same name as the president, who in the sixth grade would have been um, Dwight Eisenhower. That's how old I am. 1959, yeah, that's it would have been. Boy, am I old. But anyway, um, if, if he would have been bullied for that, a kid named, I don't think we had a kid named Eisenhower, maybe Ike, I don't know. But uh, if, if he would have been bullied for having the same name as the president, him showing up at the State of the Union might have gotten him bullied a little bit more, because kids can be rotten. But then, would it be unfair to say that Maxine Waters, by calling the president a liar and telling people to turn off their TVs during his speech, is being, you know, a bully? This kind of seems like kind of a bullying thing to do. Uh, is that a good example for the kiddies? 
And once again, the lesson here for the kiddies and everybody else involved in what's happening in Virginia, which we'll get to in the second half hour, and what's happening in Washington, D.C., is to do whatever you can to make sure that these people have as little say over your lives as possible. I always come back to that. Uh, And remember, the Democrats who will be sitting when the Republicans are standing, and, um, (coughs) excuse me, Nancy Pelosi, who will be adjusting her dentures when the president is speaking, and they don't think that they control your lives enough. Not yet. Meanwhile, have you heard about the lawsuit against all those famous people who made fun of the kid from Covington Catholic, who should be at the speech tonight, by the way? What are the chances that that kid can win the lawsuit? I'm hoping he sues their pants off and wins big. We'll talk to an attorney who knows about this kind of thing and what his chances are of winning when we come back. Stick around. local business or any business and your national competition has a backroom of digital marketing minions who are eating your lunch but you can beat them with our digital marketing experts we're salem surround we can surround potential customers with your message wherever they engage search surf socialize or review we offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales we make every digital dollar count towards sales success we won't waste your money salem surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders letting you do what you do best run your business while we deliver customers from everywhere now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with salem surround total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Testing, testing, one, two. Can you say something into the mic? Red leather, yellow leather. The tip of the tongue, the top of the teeth. <laughs> All right, uh, what's this for? Uh, it's a life insurance company. Ethos? Oh, okay. You know, I looked this up last night. No joke. Ended up applying for life insurance. <laughs> no way. Yeah, seriously. I didn't have life insurance and always heard it was so complicated and time-consuming. But this was easy. Oh, nice. It took only a few minutes to apply. You got a quote right away, pick your policy, and answer some questions. All in 10 minutes. It wound up being affordable, too. And you know what? I feel good to have finally gotten covered for my family. Wow, what's it called again? Ethos, but the website is ethoslife.com. Well, okay, it's in my notes. Ready to do this? Uh, Yeah, wait, doesn't that red light mean we've been on the air the whole time? (laughs) Yep. Oh, well, I said it already, but here it goes. Get a free instant quote and submit your application within minutes at ethoslife.com. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on a to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. The average person considers estate planning just for the wealthy. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law on estate planning for the everyday person. There's a lot that goes into it. People take more time picking out what car they're going to buy, where they're going to go to dinner, as opposed to what happens to my children. The state will dictate who gets what if you don't indicate who is to receive your stuff upon your passing. We want to make sure we plan appropriately so that they get the best of both worlds. They continue to receive the benefit and they get the inheritance. The other thing you have to think about is tax planning. 
we tried to be proactive in the approach that we minimize any type of tax consequence when somebody dies, depending on the value of the estate. These taxes range anywhere from 45 to 40%. So we try to make sure that the beneficiary will receive as much as they legally are able to. Hear more on Conti's Law, Sunday morning at 830, here on The Answer. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, you remember Richard Jewell, the guy who was accused of setting off a bomb at the Olympics in Atlanta a long time ago? He sued the media and won. His attorney was a guy named Lynn Wood and the family of Nick Sandman. That's the kid who became famous for uh, smiling and being accused of smirking, I guess, in D.C. a few weeks ago. They have hired, his family has hired Jewell's lawyer, Lynn Wood, to file a lawsuit against lots of famous people, politicians, um, other celebrities. Uh, can he win? Uh, Hans von Spakovsky is a senior fellow heritage uh, at the senior. He's a senior fellow for the Heritage Foundation's Mies Center for Legal and Judicial Studies. He joins us now. Uh, thanks for being here, Hans. John, thanks for having me. So, uh, are you familiar with this attorney? First of all, oh, oh yeah, he he did a great job in that other case you you mentioned, um, representing the guy who had been falsely accused of planting the bomb that went off in the Olympic Park uh, in Atlanta during the Olympics. I, I was I was in Atlanta, by the way, at the time, and all of these uh, newspapers and uh, uh, network shows all jumped to the conclusion, the wrong one, it turned out, mm-hmm. that he had been the guy who had done this. And, and um, I mean, we'll get to the, the specifics of this uh, the Sandman case in a second here, but... Um, do you remember uh, that? I mean, I remember that case. I remember him suing. Did he win and win big? Yes, yes. The uh, media, a lot of the media companies ended up settling with him out of court and made payments to him uh, because they really didn't have a defense to uh, what what they had done. Well, what were they? What were they found liable of? Do, uh, of? I mean, uh, they're they're media and they're allowed to make mistakes. At what what point do you cross the line? You know, between making an honest mistake and becoming uh, uh, a part of a problem, and you know, becoming a, 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 a prosecutor. Well, look the the law, the defamation laws uh, depend on the state that you're in. You know, they vary. But the one thing that is is true, and this is because of a, uh, a 1964 case, very famous one, New York Times versus Sullivan. Uh, a long time ago, the Supreme Court said. When it comes to, to suing for defamation, because somebody's damaged your reputation, um, there are two kinds of cases, and and the standard, the legal standard, is different. It all depends on whether you are a public figure or a private person. Okay. And if if you're a private person, and this guy Nick Sandman, he's definitely a private sixteen-year-old kid. Yeah. Exactly right. And those kind of cases, what you have to show is that you're your reputation was damaged, that uh, false information was, was published or spoken against you, um, and you can file and win a defamation case. If you're a public figure, if, for example, you are a senator or uh, President Trump, somebody who has voluntarily assumed a public role, then you can't sue, uh, for example, a newspaper who prints a false story against you unless you can prove that they knew it was false when they published it. But like I said, the, the key difference is public figures are those who who voluntarily become public, uh, 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 assume a role in the public arena. And this guy, this kid, clearly did not do that. And there's an expectation of criticism, and um, and if you if you voluntarily become a public person but this kid was minding his own business basically uh when a guy came up and started beating a drum in his face and he's being criticized for the way he handled it um but uh you know social media wasn't around when this uh when richard jewell had his issue um and so it was you know the the people who got sued were the networks and and uh, probably the the plenty of people in the atlanta media um with social media uh, you know, you have somebody like Alyssa Milano is one of the people I think I saw her name on the list of people there's a potential to be sued. She's just uh, she's a, a well a washed up actress is what she is, but she but she's a famous person herself. 
what's she what what could she how is she exposed here for just like, well, like a tweet that she well, might have sent out well well look i'll tell you there's a lot of people out there who use social media who are under the mistaken impression because that because they're doing this on the internet that there's the internet they're somehow immune from being sued by somebody for libel or defamation if they they say something uh, that damages their reputation they're not um, if this if this 16 year old boy Nick Sandman if he can show that uh, this actress this is she a washed up actress can we say that uh, if she uh, published something through social media on Twitter that damaged his reputation and it was something that was false and that's clearly what happened here she potentially is is liable to him for damages yeah and what kind of damages i mean how uh, it will be based on how much money she has and, and could be um able to raise or is it based on the now, severity happened, of the you know how's it how will they determine that uh, um what happens is in these kind of cases juries basically make their own decisions on how much someone should be compensated for the damage to their reputation. Uh, look, this isn't like, this is very different from like an auto accident, for example, yeah. where you've got really concrete numbers on, you know, how much it costs to repair your car and how much medical bills and, and things like that you have. It, it can be difficult to assess what's the value of your reputation and how much was it damaged. But but that's the job that's given to a jury. So, you know, th they can come up with a conclusion that you're only entitled to a little bit of money or they can reward you a lot of money. And this kid is a um, sympathetic figure, is he not? I mean, oh, he I certainly mean is because, I, look, it's very clear that all these folks jump to this conclusion from an out-of-context video clip, and if they had simply waited to see the entire uh, video, they would have clearly seen that what they were saying was wrong. And I think some of the folks on this list uh, are people who said nasty things about him even after the news media started backing off and saying, oops, you know, we made a mistake. Uh, and if you look at the in, the much longer video, everyone jumped to the wrong conclusion. Those yeah. are the people who are in the most trouble. And um, with the Internet, uh, I guess the difference, I mean, I you know, I guess p newspapers last forever, too. But if you are found uh, guilty of ruining someone's reputation on the Internet, uh, I think somebody said. I'm looking here. Said that his one of the one of the attorneys. Uh, I don't know if this was this was a different guy. Somebody named McMurtry. I don't know if he's in that same firm or what. But it, but or this was before uh, the other guy, Lynn Wood, was hired. But he said uh, the aftermath has quote permanently stained Sandman's reputation. Um, so and it says for the mob to just go tear apart a 16 year old boy is inexcusable. He'll never be able to get away from this. Is that more? Uh, true now because of the internet, and does that make people more likely to be um, exposed to having to uh, pay more in damages because the internet, the nature of what the internet is, and the and the permanency of it? Yes, that that's absolutely right. I mean, look back in the days before the internet, if a newspaper printed a defamatory story about you, something that wasn't true. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it would it it would damage your reputation when the story came out. But you know, after uh, not too long of a period of time, uh, the only way you would see that newspaper story would be if you went to a library yeah. and looked through its archives or something like that. With the internet, any kind of story like that published by a newspaper that's false is instantly available. Mm -hmm. All the time and permanently. Not only the newspaper, but the uh, the video of someone on CNN or MSNBC yeah. making nasty comments about them. They're out, it's out there forever on YouTube or on Google, just Google it. You'll find it. Yeah, and that is that is one of the dangers of the internet. You know, <laughs> that's why uh, you know I tell my kids uh, be very careful what you say on Facebook and elsewhere because uh, you never know what may come back to haunt you later down the road when you're much older and much more mature because the Internet just seems permanent. So, um, and, and we're talking to Hans von Spakovsky. He's uh, of the Heritage Foundation, Mies Center for Legal and Judicial Studies. Hans, i got to ask you, 
uh, for me, uh, for myself, and for my friends in the media, um, who are all tweeting a lot and every day. Uh, do you think that most people in the media are aware of what you just said? That uh, if of how exposed they could be and and the danger. Well, like I said, I. I it, if they're tweeting about public figures, you know, politicians, okay. uh, members, you know, celebrities, people like that, um, it's pretty tough for somebody to sue a journalist. So like I said, you have to show actual malice that they, they knew that what they were saying about you was un, untrue. So those cases are pretty difficult. Uh, the places they really need to worry about is when they're tweeting things about private individuals like Nick Sandman mm-hmm. uh, there. They'd better make sure that what they're saying is true, because otherwise uh, they are going to be potentially liable. And I, and I think Lynn Wood, the lawyer in this case, um, I think he's got a very good case, and I, I think he's probably going to win whoever he goes up against. Dan or rather referred to him as the lawyer of the damned, or something like that. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, so that that the fact that Dan rather hates him makes it makes me like him uh, without knowing anything else about him. But it says here, Mr. Wood brings an unrivaled record of success in the courtroom, having represented such clients. There's some big names in here. Families of uh, John Benet Ramsey, former Representative Gary Condit. That was the guy who was accused. By, I don't know if he was ever fully accused, but suspected of uh, killing an intern uh, down in D.C. Richard Jewell. Uh, those are those are some uh, some high-profile people so what if i'm if i'm this uh, covington kid can i be looking forward to not ever having to work again <laughs> uh i don't know if that's the case i mean i i think what he's got to do is um go after the people who uh, condemned him crucified him threatened him vilified him uh, without any basis to do so, and I, I hope he wins because mm-hmm. I think so I. it should be a lesson, uh, a lesson for a lot of people, particularly on the progressive left, who are the ones that went after this kid uh, for for without the, without the grounds to do it. By the way, I mean some of the folks that are potentially liable for this, who I'm sure are potentially on this list, you know, is one of the new. Uh, newly elected congresswomen yep. from uh, Minnesota, Ilan uh, Omar, because she tweeted out some really nasty things uh, against Sandman, and um, those uh, tweets have disappeared oh, yeah. off her Twitter off her Twitter account, which I think makes her uh, makes it obvious that she realizes that she has a problem. So uh, they, there was a, originally a list of like fifty people uh, when you're. Proceeding with the suit, do you sue those people as a group, or do you have to go after each person individually? No, you have to go after them uh, individually, and um, I suspect that part of what they'll do is, look, these kinds of suits can be very expensive and very time-consuming for the lawyers involved, and I suspect uh, they're probably going to go after, you know, there's a huge universe of people they could go after here. Uh, I suspect that the folks that they will target are those with deep pockets. No, okay, that's who you start with. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, how do you like their chances? Oh, I I think they have very good chances. Uh, uh, This case is so obvious. The evidence is uh, so clear of what happened that I think their chances of of winning are way past uh, 50%, uh, and I suspect that if they file this suit, there are a number of, of folks, and including some uh, uh, media uh, organizations that may end up settling the case mm-hmm. the same way they settled the Richard Jewell case, the guy in Atlanta. I got uh, less than a minute left. Um, uh, what what kind of money are we talking about? Oh, I, I think there's a possibility that uh, he, could, he could collect mil- millions of dollars Great. in, in uh, uh, damages. And in, in, in just a few seconds, um, wh- where, how long will it take? That depends on what kind of a fight mm-hmm. the defendants put up. So, some of them may want to uh, settle very quickly, uh, so they don't have to pay money to defend it. But others may, especially some media organizations, might try to put up a fight, so there's just really no way of knowing. Hey, Hans, I'm out of time, up against the hard break. Hans von Spakovsky, I really appreciate it. Thank you. 
Sure thing, anytime. All right, great stuff. And we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is getting ready for his State of the Union address this evening before both houses of Congress, and both sides are lining up for and against the president. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says President Trump spends all year dividing the nation and only now calls for unity. The blatant hypocrisy of this president calling for unity is that he is one of the chief reasons Americans feel so divided. While Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says there's no choice but for lawmakers to have a bipartisan spirit. When the American people elect divided government, they're saying we know you disagree on a lot of things, but look for the things you agree on and do those. If the past weeks have shown anything, it's that we need to work together across the aisle in order to do our work. The speech begins at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. On Wall Street, the up by 172 points. The Nasdaq rose 54. The S&P advanced 13. This is SRN News. The holidays are just weeks away, but there's still time to get your home guest ready with brand new made-to-order custom blinds from Blinds.com. Now, through November 13th, get huge site-wide savings. Plus, an additional 5% off everything at Blinds.com with promo code SHUTTERS. But only until November 13th. Go now for huge site-wide savings. Plus, an additional 5% off at Blinds.com, promo code SHUTTERS. Blinds.com, promo code SHUTTERS. Exclusions, rules, and restrictions apply. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper in credit card debt? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. Larry Elder just wants to have the facts before rushing into judgment. The truth of the matter is that as a percentage of the population, blacks commit a disproportionately greater percentage of hate crimes than whites, who, when compared to their percentage of population, commit a lesser percentage of hate crimes. Is this thing on? Let's be outraged whenever there's a hate crime, irrespective of who the victim is. Can we do that? The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9, on AM 1250. The answer Life's got enough to worry about without worrying about taxes. But you're not worried. You've got William Egan, the local CPA for everyday people. For over 20 years, Bill and his staff have taken the stress out of tax preparation for businesses and individuals alike. With all the new tax law changes this year, he'll help untangle them for less than the big national chains with work that's guaranteed. Visit SteelCityCPA.com. William Egan, the local CPA for everyday people like you at SteelCityCPA.com. Woeful, shocking, scathing indictment, Those are four ways the President Emeritus of the Allegheny Institute describes the non-performance of many Pittsburgh public school students, at least as measured by the latest Pennsylvania System of School Assessment Test. Learn why Jake Hulk concludes that these results are a disaster for far too many students at AlleghenyInstitute.org, now in his 24th year of challenging conventional public policy thinking. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA, there are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind, expensive. There are lots of changes happening in health care today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every health care provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Outbound on the Parkway West, really heavy from Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood, Swissvale. Over to inbound 376, approaching Montour Run Road. Got an accident off to the shoulder and on the Parkway West. It's heavy inbound from Green Tree to the Fourth Pit Tunnel. Mount Washington Grandview Avenue shut down for water main repair between Wyoming Street and Shiloh Street. And the Mon Incline remains closed. 
Watch out for some debris on the PA Turnpike. This is between exit 67 for Irwin and the Pittsburgh Monroeville exit. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. This afternoon will be mainly cloudy and it will turn cooler with temperatures mostly in the 40s. Cloudy and colder tonight. There could be a little rain toward daybreak, though 36 early. Then temperature will rise to 40 by morning. Tomorrow, cloudy with periods of rain and milder in the afternoon, high 55. Thursday, cloudy, breezy, and very mild with occasional rain in the afternoon, high 61. The record 64 was set in 1925. I'm Joe Lundberg and AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, by now you've heard these comments uh, from the guy who could become the former governor of Virginia any minute. Uh, that would be Ralph Northam uh, when he was asked about the new law proposed in Virginia that would end just about every restriction on abortion and literally allow one uh, allow one within minutes of a baby's birth at full term. Listen. If a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. So- well, there's a protest uh, planned for Richmond uh, by the Virginia Society for Human Life, which, by the way, happens to be the oldest pro-life organization in America. Olivia Gons-Turner is the president. She joins us now. Thanks for being here, Olivia. It's a pleasure to be with you all. Glad to be on the show. So I, I just thought of this now as I was listening to that soundbite again, because I thought of it when I heard it the first time. Uh, to me, the most interesting thing about that soundbite, and there are a lot of, lot of nasty uh, things about it, but is that he referred to the um, I don't want how the fetus as not a fetus but as an infant. He said infant uh, uh, two or three times there, and still went on to talk about it whether or not you should resuscitate the infant. He didn't even refer to it as a fetus. It's all uh, pretty sure an infant is a is a baby. It's a person. Well, he pretty much let the cat out of the bag, and that's why they're, uh, they're, the Democrats and others have a problem with Governor Ralph Northam right now. Ralph let the cat out of the bag. Uh, obviously, a child that is removed from the womb is no longer a fetus. This is an infant. Once the baby is removed from the womb, that's why laws like the partial birth abortion ban were devised as they are, because that technique of abortion is done the way it is, because if the baby's head is removed from the mother's body, the law acknowledges that this is a human being mm-hmm. with rights under the law. So for him to let the you know have a, a slip like that means that his own uh, side of the argument were furious with him, absolutely furious. So Ralph and, and, and Delegate Tran, who the day before in her hearing had acknowledged that this sort of bill does allow for abortion for any reason whatsoever, right up to the moment of birth, uh, really helped to shed a much-needed light on the, the mindset of members of our Virginia General Assembly, and obviously assemblies like in New York, Rhode Island, and other places where they're attempting this exact same process, uh, we really do see a mindset that has no regard for the unborn child and little regard for the safety of the mothers as well. And to me, using the word infant, uh, he's convicted right there of uh, of, uh, of being willing to, to kill a, a, a baby. A baby. He referred to it as an infant, and and he said that when the infant is removed, and it's, it's not, I don't know, I don't know why, I didn't see too many people pick up on that, the fact that he used that word. I'm sure you did. Oh, I... I think that was why there was so much of an outcry. I, I, I might differ with you there, actually, because I, I think that was why there was a nationwide outcry, because we weren't talking about uh, the concept of a fetus in many people's minds me, doesn't mean a human being. It's a, a scientific term that for many in our culture has come to mean object or thing. Um, sadly, the word fetus actually simply means little one or young one of self, but in our social mindset now, we've heard pro-abortion people use that word so many times in talking about the unborn child that we now associate it with an object. So for him to acknowledge that we're actually talking about a human infant whose life hangs in the balance at the whim of the parents of that child, or in this case, the mother of that child, is really quite extraordinary. Now, I'm a woman who's had an abortion, and I resent the fact that the only option people like Delegate Tran, Delegate Northam, uh, members of Virginia NARAL, Planned Parenthood, Federation of America, and all these groups that espouse 
this kind of abortion as a legitimate concept, the best answer they have for women facing these types of enormous crisis moments in their lives is to put them through an abortion and kill their child. Frankly, I think that should anger every American. We can do much, much better. Now, you uh, offered the uh, information I wasn't aware of that you have had an abortion. And so what does that, how do you, uh, how does that bring you to your position as president of uh, the oldest pro-life organization in America? It's a very good question. That's a very good question, my friend. Many women are in the pro-life movement now who've had abortions. And we're in the pro-life movement because we realized that we were lied to that we were not told the truth about our unborn children. In my case, I went to Planned Parenthood, and they basically, quite literally, used words like selfish, childish, immature, and irrational to not realize how smart it would be as a college student at the time to go ahead and get an abortion. And then, in fact, the baby's father was thinking more clearly than I was because I was pregnant. So this kind of belittling and uh, deliberate misinformation that's often given to women is why many of us after a period of grieving and, and reconciliation within our own minds about what actually happened, feel strongly that we want to be a part of the pro-life movement and speak out against what we think is a, a, a concentrated effort to keep women from the answers that would respect them and respect their children. And that's what you get in pregnancy resource centers that pro-lifers often uh, coordinate and organize within communities. So I'm very proud to have been a part of the pro-life movement uh, since only a year or two after my own abortion, and I believe it's the right thing to be doing. So what has been the effect? I mean, I know that we've all seen the the outcry and everything uh, from the original comments by the governor and, and, and the law itself that was being proposed, but what has been the effect down there in Virginia? I mean, can you describe to us exactly how heated it has gotten and, and how much of a, an uproar it caused? Oh, my goodness gracious, it is! It, it, it was the biggest story of the year uh, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Then, suddenly, you may have heard, I'm sure you've heard on the national news, that a picture was discovered, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. a, a great distraction has taken place. Uh, there was a, a nationwide focus on the callousness of the law that was being considered. It's the same law that Governor Cuomo signed in New York, or something very similar, and it has the same effect. And so this 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 national focus on this mindset of these laws being pushed through the legislators suddenly shifted to what many of us think of is now a somewhat of a distraction, although a very horrible possible reality that our governor could not only be someone who favors killing unborn children and infants after birth, but actually is also a, uh, an avowed racist. We know that these are real problems in Virginia. But it's not, um, you know, what makes me worry is that we mustn't take our focus off the fact that it wasn't just Governor Northam who supported this. This bill that was the source of this comment was, there was a mirror image bill. The same bill was introduced in our state Senate. There were six other pro-abortion bills equally destructive to our pro-life laws in Virginia. All of them would have dismantled the protections that women and unborn children have here in the Commonwealth, and they will all be back next year. We have elections in November. Other states don't. Virginia is an off-year state. Mm-hmm. They had to. They had to silence Ralph Northam and silence Governor Tran, uh, Delegate Tran on this subject, and silence the media. We believe on discussing this issue because it was hurting the pro-abortion Democratic caucus in the upcoming election. So I think that we have multiple agendas going on here. I think that we're watching that play out in the media. Um, Lieutenant Governor Fairfax, who would take Governor Northam's place should he resign, was a board member of Washington, D.C. Planned Parenthood for five years. So he's no better than our abortion-loving governor right now. And the lieutenant governor, I mean, the attorney general, is also uh, an avowed Planned Parenthood supporter. All three of them have received donations from the nation's largest abortion industry provider. That's Planned Parenthood. So we don't, we don't gain anything in the Commonwealth if any one of those three individuals is in the executive mansion, and we certainly don't gain anything if the pro-abortion Democratic caucus should win control. They're only two seats away from having control. If they win control in November, all these bills will be back, and they will pass. 
Well, uh, we're talking to Olivia Gons-Turner. She's the president of the uh, oldest pro-life organization in America, which is the Virginia Society for Human Life. You say it'll pass. It'll still pass despite what's happening right now and, and the outcry? It will not pass uh, any more this session. Uh, those bills are all defeated for this session. But if they gain, if the Democratic pro-abortion lobby agency in the caucus gains control in our November elections, there will be no problem passing well, that, it, even I, I, with I, public outcry. I understand that, but but e- even after all this, those Democrats, if they take over, will still will still think it's a good idea politically to make this happen? Oh, I'm convinced they will. You have to understand that most of them receive uh, great big sums of money. In fact, Governor Northam received $2 million from Planned Parenthood alone and another million dollars from various other abortion industry providers here in the Commonwealth. That kind of um, uh, money advantage is also seen with all the other major candidates that will be running. Every member of our General Assembly is running this year except the three executive branches, the, the lieutenant governor, the governor, and the attorney general are not running. But all of our senators, all of our delegates, all of the pro-abortion Democrat side receive money from Planned Parenthood and NARAL. So they are bought and paid for. So yes, we will see it. They are committed to this agenda. They, this is not the first time they've attempted to do it. For four years they've been trying to push these bills. But only now do they see themselves within striking range of having the power to do this. Plus they would have a pro-abortion governor, whichever individual is there, whether it's Northam, uh, Fairfax, or Herring, all three men, any one of them who's sitting in the governor's chair will sign it. So, yes, I do see them completely committed to this agenda because they have proven themselves to be for four and a half years. I think the other reality is that most of the time, the only way that the public remembers an outcry like this is if it's kept alive. And, unfortunately, I see the press very quickly shifting their interest in what was said just three or four days ago in our General Assembly on this subject to other more interesting storylines. And that takes away from our ability to keep this before the public's eye and memory. And now, that could mean how it does it. Now, um, do, you, do you think that this is, a, uh, is planned, that it's a distraction that was somebody, and maybe not by the governor himself, but somebody thought it'd be a good idea to get people to shut up about this, let's give them something else? Well, all I know is politics is an interesting business, and I don't know with any certainty, but it certainly seems um, very convenient that we don't have the focus as we did for for about 72 hours on this extraordinary series of comments from Delegate Tran and Governor Northam. I think that uh, it's one of those situations where who will ever know, but what we do know is that we're not talking about those horrible comments and those heinous intentions. Uh, and we aren't talking about other, potentially other ugly things that may have been happening individually. But we're not talking about what kind of bills members of our General Assembly and our executive branch are willing to enact in the Commonwealth and the effect they would have on the most helpless members of our community, the unborn children among us. No, so you yeah. have to realize this is there. It's there. Yeah. Yesterday, the Democrats in the U.S. Senate voted against a law that would require doctors to save the the life of a baby uh, who would survive an abortion, you got to believe they're confident in the belief that most of their, ba- of their base is okay with that, or they wouldn't be voting for these things or against them. Well, I think, that, I think Americans, when they are uh, allowed to see the truth, are shocked and horrified that such things could happen. Uh, you have to understand that six, six, for the, since 1973, really, 60% of Americans have always believed that abortion was objectionable and unacceptable in the second and third trimesters, except perhaps for the mother's life, to save the mother's life. Um, So uh, you add that to 20% of Americans who oppose abortion uh, from conception forward, that would be somebody like myself, except where the mother's life is threatened. And you see that there is this great majority of Americans who actually oppose the current law. It is actually the case that Roe v. Wade and Dobie Bolton made abortion legal through all nine months of pregnancy everywhere in the country. The only thing that did take place after that, and what we were debating here in Virginia, is that the states were able to pass certain minor provisions, like abortions in those stages have to be done in a hospital, or they have to be done by a physician, 
or um, you, you have to meet some criteria, some psychological criteria or something, before the abortion could be performed. But the, the, the effect of that was not to actually ban abortion in, in the eighth and ninth month, but rather simply to have some small provisions that may not have had any real effect on decreasing the numbers. What they're doing now is trying to strip away even those protections so that non-doctors will be doing abortions in New York, for instance, people who are not physicians. Uh, in Virginia, they stripped away all of the, um, the, the... They were wanted to strip away. They were attempting to strip away provisions like you had to meet uh, a, a certain psychological, uh, irredeemable uh, uh, situation where, where if you went through with the pregnancy, you would never be able to be restored to a place of stability, either physically or mentally. You had to have these other doctors qualifying. And now what they wanted was to leave it where just the abortionist has the control to say, oh, yes, you will be permanently harmed, so you should have an abortion. Well, if the abortionist is the one making the money off of this scenario, don't you think he's going to say whatever he needs to say to make it viable and possible to do the abortion? I certainly do. In my experience, for 18 years working with, uh, actually for 30-odd years working with women, but 18 years here in Virginia working with women who've had abortions, I can tell you that we hear the most horrible stories about the way doctors manipulate the lives and situation of mothers facing real crisis, and their babies die, and the mothers live the life of memory. So it's, it's all about protecting abortionists, not women, or their children. Olivia, I'm completely out of time. I really appreciate you being here. Good luck with your uh, rally or protest, uh, whatever you're calling it on Thursday. I hope it works out for you. Thanks for being on with us. Thank you. Please go to VSHL.org if you want more information. VSHL.org. Okay, thanks, Olivia. And we'll be right back. Hi, this is Alexander Green, Chief Investment Strategist for the Oxford Club. Just for a moment, I'd like you to picture the perfect stock. No doubt it would have hundreds of billions in revenue, more than IBM, Facebook, and Google. It would probably be a leader in cutting-edge technology like smartphones and robotics. It would be on the verge of dozens of blockbuster announcements. But most of all, it would be ultra-cheap, trading at less than $3 a share. Now, it may seem crazy that such a stock exists, but it does. It's a cutting-edge tech company that has made deals worth hundreds of millions of dollars with Nokia, Microsoft, and Cisco, and a $29.2 billion deal with Apple. It's set to create 50,000 new jobs right here in America, and Donald Trump even calls it the eighth wonder of the world. Yet you've likely never even heard of the stock. Why? Because it trades under a secret name. To find out why the secret $3 stock can help you retire, simply go to OneStockRetirement.com. That's OneStockRetirement.com. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My husband and I wanted to buy a new car, and we don't have very good credit rating, so the bank recommended Trinity, so we called them. And the people were very nice. They told us the best solution for our problems. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976 to talk to a certified counselor. Trinity consolidated our bills, got us a lower interest rate, and a much better monthly payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We feel much better now. Things are going pretty well. And since we've been with Trinity, our credit rating has really improved. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. My name is Ann, and we're debt-free for keeps. 1-800-990-6976. Relief factor is made from high quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief. Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh yeah, this stuff is is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they've postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. Go to www.relieffactor.com, that's relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, that's 800-500-8384. 
This remarkable product is called Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. Here's the truth, America. Hugh Hewitt for PatriotMobile.com. Your cell phone company is probably funding anti-Second Amendment groups. Patriot Mobile, which is America's only conservative cell phone company, does the opposite. If you are fed up with disgusting policies like New York's new late-term abortion law or Mayor Bloomberg's gun control seizure plans, make the simple switch to Patriot Mobile. Join thousands of Americans using Patriot Mobile. Get reliable nationwide coverage. Watch your hard-earned dollars fight for the First and Second Amendment rights, border security, and the sanctity of life. Veteran-led Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every bill to conservative causes like the Heritage Foundation, the NRA, and the Susan B. Anthony List. Switching to Patriot Mobile is easy, and their unlimited talk and text plans start as low as $20 a month. Need more motivation? Mention Hugh, that's me, H-U-G-H, when you call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or visit them online at patriotmobile.com slash Hugh to get up to two activation fees waived. Enough is enough. Join the fight today. 1-800-A-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. you got to love the Democrats. Uh, you know about the, um, the uh, uh, lieutenant governor in Virginia. He's uh, in line to obviously take over if the governor, Northam, is, uh, decides he has to resign because of the stuff over abortion and over the, um, the blackface and the Ku Klux Klan and all that stuff. Well, somebody came forward and said that uh, Justin Fairfax, who's the lieutenant governor, uh, he she was uh, sexually assaulted by him. I don't know when it was, several years ago. It doesn't matter anymore because if, uh, well, from what we heard during the Kavanaugh hearings was that if a woman says that you sexually assaulted her, you did. That's the way it was. No witnesses, no corroboration. Well, for some reason, the Democrats seem to be taking a dif- different uh, view of this. Um, the, uh, the Daily Caller went around and tried to ask a bunch of senators to comment on it uh, about these, this sexual uh, assault allegation against uh, the Democratic lieutenant governor uh, of Virginia, and uh, none of them knew anything about it. Um, they, they have a picture here of uh, Bernie Sanders coming down the escalator with a phone to his ear. They said he's pretending he's taking a call so he wouldn't be asked. I saw another video where uh, a reporter was behind uh, Bernie and yelling out, Bernie, uh, just wondering, do you think uh, this sexual assault uh, victim uh, uh, should be, uh, alleged victim should be believed? Like, uh, you know, what do you think? He, no answer. Ignored them. So they're all acting like it didn't happen. These are the same people who were perfectly willing to ruin uh, Brett Kavanaugh's life based on, uh, what's her name, Dr. Fields. But uh, so far, not that interested in this guy in Virginia. We'll talk about it maybe tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Thanks for listening. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.